Hello, 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 world. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to my friend. I've got a very, very busy day today, like I have had for the past six days so far. I think so. It's absolute craziness. However, I felt compelled to enter my cupboard to come and talk to you, my friend. Um, it felt like a very important thing for me to do today because my brain is frazzled. Last night I was getting very frustrated because there's just a million thoughts going through my brain and this is just such a fantastic outlet. This really has become a form of my therapy. So thank you for being here with me and allowing me to talk to you. Talking is one of the most lovely things in this world. So welcome, let's crack on. Today, ooh, what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about AK. I just started with a new client about a week ago, and again, it occurred to me that not everyone understands the basic principles of nutrition. So today, we're going to go through nutrition ABC one two three essentials, so that you will know it's very important for me, as my friend, that you have a superficial understanding at least of nutrition. And how that works in terms of body composition, as in your body weight, shit like that. Although that's not the cent, that's not the focal point. We're not really going to be talking about body weight. We're going to bypass it a little bit just to see how, with nutrition, how you can t- get a deep understanding of what determines whether, well, what kind of body weight you are at. Basically, uh, the question. Oh, what was today's question? So I chose question. I chose one. Oh, it's to do with what I would do if money wasn't an object, which I think is a pretty fabulous question. If you have any questions for me, anything at all, please email them to hello at erikahelsinki.com. I would really, really, really highly appreciate that. I would love to answer your questions live on air, like right now. That'd be amazing. You can also answer these questions that I answer uh, in the late, 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 in the last section of the podcast, last section of the podcast, you can answer all these questions yourself as well. If you just follow the link in the show notes, I have created a, a website slash form slash whatever it is where you've got a chance to give me your answers. I absolutely love reading your input so that we can form a deeper, more meaningful connection between you and me. So thank you very much. If you do get a spare minute, please do follow that link and give us your stuff. Today, I'm very excited. It's been a long time coming. I'm finally going to see my boy. A What would it be? I think hmm, I'd probably now call him a sports injury specialist. He does like combination therapy, including theragons, cupping, acupuncture, uh, deep tissue massage, all sorts of stuff. I believe he treats a lot of professional athletes. So that's the place for me to go. So basically my body has uh, has been in bits since January with my knee injury and following from that back problems. I'm sick of taking painkillers. I haven't actually really been taking them now, but I, they're still they're still niggles. There's problems, so I can't wait for him to look at that and give me sixty minutes of undivided attention, which will be very, very, very welcomed. And I can't wait to hopefully feel a bit lighter, like movement is a little bit easier afterwards. 
that has been my experience in the past. And if you live in the Northeast or if you want to travel to the Northeast from wherever you are, I believe actually I had a look at the stats. There's people in the United States listening to this, which is quite fabulous. Thank you. And all over Europe, we've got Finland, we've got Spain, we've got Germany, we've got different spots, several multiple spots in England and very grateful to you tuning in. That's just unbelievable. Uh, remember to, to to share this with a friend if you if you do find it useful. Would really really highly appreciate it. So my friend here in the northeast is called Mark Poulin. He runs. It's called MSK. MSK something. Uh, it's a clinic in uh, Westerhope. Maybe I might be wrong, but. Uh, shoot me a message if I forget to post the link in the show lo- show notes. But he's a very good guy to go and see if you've got any bodily uh, problems. And what else? In the past few days have been very much involving a lot of eating. Uh, I've been eating out quite a lot. I find it quite peculiar how within a twenty four hour period I literally had a, a burger for lunch with a with a friend and then dinner was barbecue another barbecue and then the next day's brunch was um this this sort of beautiful charcuterie i don't know how to say it charcuterie charcuterie maybe cheeses and dry cured meats and just beautiful stuff that was served at mother mercy at the bottom bottom of bottom lower ground floor of phoenix it's not a shopping center what's it called phoenix department store in newcastle where oh i'm gonna before i go into the networking event that i've uh, attended there yesterday i'm gonna talk about something that gets me really 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 excited i have had a plumber around and he said i can i wasn't sure if the plumbing's there or whatever i can indeed finally acquire a dishwasher you you don't know how happy that makes me. I am fucking psyched. I have had enough of having two children, having people around for barbecues. I love that. I would not change that for anything. But the dishes afterwards are doing my life in. I spent far too long just making food. Then doing the dishes in the morning, doing the dishes during the day, doing the dishes at night. And I've had enough. So now I've decided to acquire a new dishwasher, which is going to be fabulous. Hopefully I can get that sorted as soon as possible. So uh, I will free up a bit of time. I think I really need to, especially now, focus on creating space and time in my life because there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things going on and... I just want to make sure that I'm giving my time to the things that matter the most, that actually contribute to my life, that actually give me a bit of joy and uh, satisfaction. So I'm going to go with that. And I cannot, cannot, cannot wait to get. I'm sure this is one of the most interesting topics for you to listen to about. But um, it's going to be a very meaningful thing, thing for me. And this is what friends talk about, right? Stuff that is important to them. Okay, let's go into the... Where I had my brunch yesterday, I attended my first ever networking event. I've always felt really, uh, I don't know, 
not not nervous, but just overwhelmed with the thought of ever even attending one. And this was organized by my friend. So I just felt like, let's go. Let's just give it out, give it a go, try it out. I've got nothing to lose. And I have to say at the end of it, my social battery, my extroversion battery was very well drained. I started feeling really brain foggy and just like, I've just had enough of human connection for today. And I really showed when I got back home. So I was just, I was exhausted. Um, so that's that's me being a bit, about 50% extrovert, 50% introvert in this Myers-Briggs questionnaire scale, which I've done multiple, multiple times over the years and in different languages, which, by the way, interestingly gives different answers as well. So if I do it in one sitting, I do it in English first and then in Finnish, I will get a different personality description. Very, very, very interesting. But also the way the, word, the questions are worded do imply slightly different things so that's good that's good but yeah I I feel like I have had a lot of reflection points afterwards from this networking event because I kind of really had to think about how I present myself how what I tell people about myself because it kind of it becomes a very monotonous boring thing when all you talk about is uh this is what I do and it's just like the same story over and over again which obviously is a very a very relevant relevant aspect of this when it is all to do with potentially being able to help yourselves out in the future you know maybe collaborating or whatever and I'm, that wasn't really that wasn't my intention at all actually at all my my expectation was just to meet new people not not even meet new people My intention was to be in a slightly uncomfortable situation for me and to acquire a new experience. And the side effect of it was that once I was there, I got to first of all eat lovely brunch stuff. And also just, it's really nice that people approached me and I got to chat to lots of people who, well, multiple, say about maybe about 10, 10 people who just came from all sorts, all walks of life and were very different to me. Uh, some might have been a little bit more similar to me. I uh, I do, the older, like, in the past few years, I have really realized how much of a creative person I am. Which I didn't, although I've been, you know, I've made music and I've done all sorts and my brain is on fire pretty much all the time. I hadn't really processed it that deeply. Um, as in being an actual creative person until I... Uh, had this meaningful relationship with a person who was a highly creative person and it just very much made me realize that damn I really enjoy spending time with creative people who are good people What else did I want to say about yesterday, actually? I, I, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant how non-business orientated my brain is because lots of people were literally trying to just sell their company and sell who they worked for and come and stay at this place and um, come and, come and, we're going to get you, treat you nicely if you come and eat at our restaurant and, and just, it was, it was great, but I really, I felt so different because I wasn't trying to sell anything at all. I was like, oh, this is me. And I, when I left, I realized I probably didn't even, I didn't really introduce myself. People just asked me, so where are you from? Like, what do you do? 
and I just talked about what I did, but I didn't. People were sharing out their LinkedIn profiles and like business cards and everything. And I'm just like, I haven't even told them my name. So, <laughs> you know, live and learn. I think I very, very much, I'm very happy that I went in without any preparation, without any intention. And I think that was the best way to go for it. Uh, for, for, for Like yesterday was perfect for me for that day. And I really do think that it deeply taught me something and I would sort of be a little bit more prepared next time maybe and just just to share our contact details really because sometimes there's just unexpected connections that you can form anywhere at all so I wouldn't be the person who will shove a business card in your face but maybe I should be sometimes in certain situations oh my god there's also this girl how old was she I think she might have been I might get this mixed up I think she was 26 maybe 22 no I think she's 26 and she'd started business when she was I'm sorry I'm getting this mixed up again but like when she was a teenager basically I just said how how did you get up where did you get that drive from because she was so ambitious it was unbelievable I'm like I'm not used to girls talking like that and she was just so full-on with this is what I want to achieve. We've got a new shop where they're just networking and she's, I think she said she's had multiple businesses and she's like so, so business orientated, just going, I'm going to spend my 20s making as much money and making a name for myself as I can. And she's basically this like, I've never met such a boss bitch in my life ever. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I felt a little bit intimidated. I know sometimes I feel like people feel a little bit intimidated by me. And I'm just thinking this girl is on another level. And do you know what? Huge, huge respect for her. She was just so rock and roll. It was unbelievable. And then, yeah, she's like, well, then in my 30s, I could focus on finding a man and starting a family. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've never had that many plans in my life. I just kind of, I'm very much go with the flow kind of a person. That's really worked well for me. And I'm very sort of intuitive and I just like to chill out. And it was just very interesting to have a conversation with somebody like that. It was so eye-opening. And just the, just the, vastness vastness of different personalities that there are out there is unbelievable and I feel Newcastle as a city is so interesting first of all because people are so friendly but also because there are just people from all walks of life you literally get the roughest of the rough but you also get uh, get like a a decent amount of really well-educated really uh, well, well-off people, and then you got the people in the middle, like like me, you know, just plodding on. It's great. I'm doing okay, and you can just get to know. I feel like that there's this deep sense of. I I feel that in Newcastle, you can kind of be friends with with different people, and that doesn't get judged. That's my own personal sense. I don't know. I don't know how other other people feel, but uh, that's enough about that. Let's move on to today's educational point. Let's do welcome to the educational corner of the my the thing. Uh, 
Uh, today, what we're talking about? Nutrition. We're talking about nutrition. The very, very basics. Basics as in the stuff that you, most people, if you're not into the fitness stuff, you don't, you haven't ever need to have really known. But I feel like this is, it's so important to have a basic understanding of nutritional pillars. Pillars? Nutrition. Let's just call it nutrition. Because it shocked me so much when I first had um, a, a, a client who was a doctor. And I assumed that she would at least have the same level of understanding of nutrition as I do as a personal trainer, who'd only been working for a couple of years as a personal trainer, if that, because it's completely core to human health. And to my horror, basically the doctors I've spoken to since as well, I've, I've got quite a few friends who are doctors now, they... One one just recently said they had one lecture on on nutrition at university, like seven years of studying. So well, this is for all of you who are not into fitness and macros. We're talking. We're going to talk about macros. So all the foods. Um. Well, not all. Okay. There are three macronutrients, which are protein, carbohydrate, and fat. So foods will consist of one, two, or all of these. And then there's also an additional, mm, I'm not sure if it's officially called a macronutrient, but there is also something else that contains calories, which is alcohol. Alcohol is about seven gram, uh, seven, se- sorry, seven calories per gram of alcohol. That's pure ethanol, pure alcohol. Whereas... Our carbohydrates and proteins are about four calories per gram and fats are nine calories per gram of fat. So in that sense, you know when people say fat's got more calories than protein? Well, no, it doesn't. A gram of fat has more calories than a gram of protein. But if you just imagine if you have... A deciliter, which is 100 milliliters of pure oil, that's going to be about 900 calories. Sorry, let's be precise. Killer calories. Whenever I say calories, I mean killer calories. It's actually one, yeah, one, one, killer calories, 1,000 calories. Let's, let's, you don't need to know that. Let's just talk about, when I talk about calories, I mean killer calories. That's the K-C-A-L that you see at the back of packs. Like we talked about last time with the supermarket tour stuff. Supermarkets, oh, supermarket psychology stuff. Anyway, and so when you deeply understand that if you have a hundred mil of oil versus, sorry, a hundred gram, which is about a hundred mil, a hundred grams of oil versus a hundred grams of vegetables, which is sort of carbohydrates but very, very nutrient dense. As in, if you have a hundred grams of of, of Vegetables, that'll fill you up a lot more than 100 grams of oil will. And like I talked about last time, please do get well acquainted with the nutritional values at the back of uh, food packs. So I'd just say really focus on the amount of protein. You want about, about, this is an absolute, absolute minimum 
one gram per body weight in kilograms every day. So if I weigh, if somebody weighs, say, if they weigh 100 kilograms, they need 100 grams of protein as a very, very minimum. Most fitness professionals say that's too low. Uh, you should absolutely have much more than that. I think it's overcomplicating it. If you're just a normal person who just wants to get on and maybe improve your health a little bit, you don't need to be focusing on the kind of maximizing your absolute muscle growth when you hit a certain muscle group. No, just just forget about it. Just just try and make sure you have plenty of protein because you will feel fullest for the longest. What else should we talk about? Okay, so sources, protein, uh, with this new client that I started with, again, stuff that I just thought that everyone knows, sources of protein, animal products, any meat, and the leaner the meat, the less fat, fat it's got, so the lower in calories it's going to be, which is not nothing you need to obsess about. That's just how it goes. In terms of protein, you can have like dairy products, eggs, uh, nuts, but they're also high in fats, and supplements, so whey protein, pea protein, whatever protein, uh, protein shakes that you can make, which are quite quite flavorsome nowadays, many of them. Um, and then people also talk about, say, brown rice or broccoli having high protein content. No, they don't. I re- they really don't. You have to eat a lot of them to make them a high protein item. So also seafood or oh, seafood. Seafood's super good for you, so... So just have some have some oily fish to to help your health out. In terms of carbo- carbohydrates, most people will probably know. And okay, just at this point, carbohydrates are not the enemy at all. Carbohydrates depends on your body, what your body deals with the best. But carbs, my body loves carbs so much. Carbohydrates are the primary source of fuel for your body and for your brain. So you kind of, yeah, it, it, what, let me think, um, it's, it's the glucose, but also the FFS, for fuck's sake, I've done it again, I didn't touch the computer screen for a while, it seems to be about 20 minutes, that sweet spot, maybe it's actually just 15, but it cut off, it just gives me a screensaver and then the voice drops out, so soz about that. What was it saying? Yeah, carbohydrates, you just need them for energy, and if you have like really fast burning carbs, as in white pasta, white rice, uh, the worst of every, every, the worst of them being sugar. It just, that'll give you a huge, huge insulin spike, which means that you're going to experience pretty much a high, but then you're also going to come crashing down. And <laughs> I was, they, they used to demonize fat. They used to demonize, well, they have demonized carbohydrates. They demonized salts, which is not necessarily bad for you at all. But I do think that, the demon out of all foods is is sugar. Sugar is pure carbohydrate. There is no other, there's literally no nutritional value in sugar. So if I could give you one very simple advice on foods, foods, on, on stuff, food item that you need to, or that you should, you don't need to, but you should avoid, it's sugar. Sugar gets added to lots of things and it's just apart from your primitive brain really loving sugar because it's such like fast energy. 
which would have evolutionarily speaking been very beneficial, but is no longer so because we actually have access to food and you can walk to a supermarket instead of having to wait for stuff to be hunted out in the wild for you and then be brought home. So if you do one thing as a little test, sugar can be very, very addictive. It's like drugs. You know, you start having it and you just can't get enough of it and you'll go out for more. So just fucking empty out your cupboards of anything that can, contains added sugar, especially the high sugar items. I'm not meaning to demonize anything at all. I also have sugar every now and again. Recently, I drank a turmeric latte that just kind of tasted like shit. So I literally added three spoons of um, demerara, brown sugar into it just to make it tolerable because I hate wasting anything and I was still, turmeric's really good for you. So I was like, I'm drinking this, but I have to add a bit of sugar. So on an occasion, it's absolutely fine. Have Treat yourself, have some chocolate, have some donuts, have whatever. That's really, really high in sugar. Absolutely fine. Just don't have it as a bloody staple in your diet. And the easiest way to avoid it is just not having it anywhere visible, anywhere within your immediate surroundings. And for the people who do struggle away, uh, struggle to keep away from sugar, just throw it out, give it to friends, get it out of your house. Just had a chat with a client yesterday who uh, has a pretty big sweet tooth. She said from last week's Eurovision party, they had a chunk of cake left over and she had to throw it in the bin. And that was the right thing for her to do because she said she knows that she won't be able to. You should have brought it here. I could have like had a bit. I could have given some to my children. Fair enough. She said if she'd had to have waited for 24 hours, the cake would have been gone. So that was a really strong decision from her. Well done. Well done. What are we at? We've gone through carbohydrates. Oh, yeah. Sources of carbohydrates. Rice, pasta, potatoes. Basically, like like veg, you know, say fruit are high in carbohydrates because fruit are also they're very sweet. They're the natural sweet. So if you need to replace sugar with anything, go for go for yeah, fruits. They're high in uh, fructose, which is fruit sugar. Also, say in dairy products, you've got lactose, which is that kind of dairy sugar. So anything that ends in OSE is probably gonna be sugar. Uh, as in, if it's like a nutritional term. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to demonize fruit, which apparently, can, according to some, is, is also a bad thing to have. Like, get a fucking grip. The more natural colors you've got in your diet and protein, and just don't worry. Just live your life. Just, just, just live and chill. Ah, okay, move on. Fats. I think probably the most, one of the most surprising things that people find is just how much fat there is in in nuts, nut butters. So just look at the food label, pay attention, because if you have 100 grams of that, it's going to add up to, for a female, say like half of your daily calorie intake very quickly, or like daily intake that you should be having. So be mindful of fat. Just read, learn to read nutrition labels, not obsessively, but just have a little look at them. Sometimes you'll be surprised. And like I said, 100 grams of oil is about 900 calories. 100 grams of Brazil nuts is about 700 calories, which is quite close to being pure fat. So again, if you have Brazil nuts, just 
no. They're, they're, and by the way, they are very healthy, very good for you. I'm absolutely not saying not to have nuts. Nuts are super, super good for you. But just if you understand how calorie dense they are, then you will just be mindful of just having a few, having a little handful, not, not, not lots and lots and lots. And although if it fits your macros, which is something like a fitness thing that I used to love, then go for it. Do whatever you want. Do whatever makes you happy. That is the bottom line. Uh, just, just something that I really wanted to, so, so you get a bit of an understanding, a deeper understanding about nutrition is BMR which stands for basal metabolic rate. And that is the amount of calories that your body burns in a comatose state. So it's it's not quite the same as what your body burns in rest, because if you're just sitting down, that's resting. But when you're sitting up, sitting down, sitting up, whatever, you'll burn way more calories than if you're actually just lying down. It's based on that lying down number when you're not, your body's doing absolutely nothing. You're sedated, you know, you're under general anesthesia or lying down in a coma state. That's your basal metabolic rate. And what affects your basal metabolic are your age, your height, your weight, body weights, your sex, whether you're female or male or whatever else, and your muscle mass. So males tend to have more muscle, lean muscle mass, which makes them automatically, if they're, even if they're the same height and the same weight as a female counterpart, they'll be burning more calories because they have more lean muscle mass. Uh, also, you're the kind of very side point, which are not quite, well, the stuff that also in, impacts your BMR based on metabolic rate are your genetics and uh, menopause, for example. So again, unless you're really scientifically wired and you really want to find out lots more about these the main thing to understand is your bmr is the number of calories your body burns in at a resting state my personal bmr is i think about 1300 calories per day you don't need to ever obsess about daily calories it's much much more important that you just average out your calories over the course of say a week a month even a bloody year um but BMR in itself, even if you know your number, it's a good starting point to sort of say that I would say you shouldn't really be having any fewer. Well, no, 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 no. Let's not go there. Sorry, we can go there another time. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Now. Let's not let's not overcomplicate things. But what is more important, not more important, but a more relevant number for your everyday life is your TDEE, Total Daily Energy Expenditure. And that gets calculated by multiplying your BMR with your activity level. So it's generally agreed that once you add any kind of movement, if you're a very sedentary person, you will multiply your BMR by 1.2. If you're a ridiculously active person, you're a postman who goes to gym, um, whatever, then you can add a multiplier of 1.9 to your basal metabolic rate. Things are different if you literally go and climb a mountain for like 20 or oh, 24 hours, which, which by the way, I've done the National Three Peaks Challenge, which is the biggest mountain in Scotland, which was Ben Nevis, the biggest mountain in, sorry, the tallest mountain in England, which was Scarfell Pike or Scaffold Pike, however you want to pronounce it. And then the tallest mountain in Wales, which was Snowdon. Unless I get, I'm getting that wrong. 
I think it was Snowden. I'm fairly sure it was Snowden. So I did those in like 23 hours and five minutes. Well done me. This is years ago, but it was a, uh, I wouldn't do it again, but it was a, uh, it was a great achievement. Uh, and Sorry, I was, again, does that happen like every time when Siri starts shouting? That was really annoying. Does that all the time? How do I disable it? I don't want it. Don't want you. However, I do like my Siri because it's got a South African accent, which I very much enjoy. Um, okay, so TDEE is more relevant because the standard guidelines now, which are just a bit interesting because people come in such various shapes and forms and sizes and heights and blah, blah, blah is that women should consume about 2,000 calories a day and men should consume about 2,005 calories a day. This highly, 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 highly depends on the individual. So what I would say is you can go to my website at com forward slash calculators. Please don't... Mm, I haven't directed anyone to my website for years because I've hardly ever touch it and it's <clears throat> quite frankly put a bit shit but you can find really useful calculators in there which will count your BMR and count your TDEE so head over that way if you want to get them them done that'd be really really cool it's, it's completely free like just just go and do your stuff and hopefully at some point soon I will get a bit of help to to sort out my website but that's not really something that you need to concern concern yourself with but it'll just give you a bit of an understanding of you know if you if you're eating a ready meal that's 1500 calories and you your body is only really burning 1900 calories a day day then you, you'll just understand that okay interesting hmm, i probably shouldn't eat two of these a day or it might have some um weight gaining consequences which again, I'm not judging anyone. I don't care what weight you are. I don't care as long as you're happy. It's all that matters. I, bleh. there we go. Uh, is is that it? I think that's pretty. Oh, okay. One more thing I'd like to mention. If you do 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 the calculation, is there's the description tends to be from sedentary to lightly active to moderately active to to whatever. If you go to the gym, even three times a week, and you work out for forty five minutes at a time, even if you get a sweat on you're not going to be moderately active. You're not going to be, the multipliers could be 1.55 or 1.725. Um, that's going to be overshooting it. Just, just, just from a, yeah, from experience, you'll need to be a lot more active than what you think to select a higher number. So basically say my clients who say train twice a week and train hard, get great results. Uh, over the course of, you know, uh, when time goes on, their body composition really changes and everything. I'd still class them, most of them, as, especially women, as sedentary in that calculation. So the BMI only gets multiplied by 1.2. Um, but again, if you if you want, if you just get in touch, if you're really confused and if you if you really genuinely like a bit of help, uh, I would, if I do have the time, I would love to help out anyone who has a genuine interest and concern maybe about their their health and stuff and if you want more understanding of this topic you can obviously just go and do your googling and stuff but uh but i i do love talking about this stuff with people so there's that uh, let's move on to the final section of this podcast which is questions from you my friend um 
As I said in the beginning, please do send your questions to hello at erikahelsinki.com. I would love to get more questions. Anything at all. Anything at all. Would love to answer them. Actually, I posted on Instagram actually recently. I think it was on Saturday. Um, It was like an anonymous question thing where you could just drop your questions and I've forgotten to check it. Oopsie doopsie. They're still saved in there, so that's fine. Okay, today's question is, what would you do if money wasn't and an object I'm, i'm guessing if money wasn't an obstacle does object mean the same money wasn't an obstacle i'm going to change this question to obstacle because that makes sense for that, that makes more sense to me obstacle because that's the question that's going to go to the the site where you can also answer the same question and i would love to hear your answers what would you do if money money wasn't an obstacle um I I just chose this question before I started recording, so I haven't really thought it through. But my deep sense from the beginning of thinking about this question was that I wouldn't necessarily change. I wouldn't change anything. But of course, let's say, okay, if I had an unlimited amount of money, or okay, I would. Oh shit! This is so hard. Because it's, it's, for me, time is more valuable than money. So again, one of the first things that popped into my head is like, what, maybe, maybe I'd get a driving license. And I'm thinking, I don't really, I don't have, I wouldn't prioritize that time-wise right now. So actually money is not an obstacle there because I wouldn't do it anyway. Um, If I was seeing, if, if I didn't have kids, I would say I'd, I don't even know if if I'd go traveling more. Maybe I'd go to a further out destinations. But again, I'm loving working so much at the moment that I can't really because I yeah I can't really. I don't feel like I can really leave for over a week at any one point at this moment in time. I don't want to. So, okay, and the first thing that I think I would really implement and do is hire a few people to join my team which is currently a team of one, me, to help me out to basically free up my time. So I'd have somebody, see, on and off, I've had a cleaner as well, but I'd have somebody clean the house. I'd probably have a housemaid um, do, for them to do my laundry, do the dishes or fill up the dishwasher, which I'm going to get, or let's think yeah I would definitely not sacrifice times like spending time with my children so just hire a team so I could maybe develop my business further and to have that to not have all the pressure of that on my shoulders if okay if I had if I had lots of money I would okay more I've okay I've got an idea I would absolutely host a couple of big part barbecues this summer where I'd pay for everything which I can't currently do I would create an event yes I'd create an event for my friends to have just do something fun and I'd pay for all of that I would take my friends out for a meal in the house of tide in newcastle which is a michelin starred restaurant and i've never been and i love 
I used to hate, I used to despise fine dining and I would absolutely love to have that fine dining experience but I couldn't I'd have to do it on a few occasions with just a few friends at a time because I also don't you know when you've got too big a group of people around you and then you just realize at the end of the day that you didn't really get a chance to speak to everyone that's not great so I just like to have things nice and intimate to really have good sort of good chats and good deep meaningful connections with with the people around me so I'd yeah I'd spend money on wanting to feel closer to my friends and I would yeah actually I'll need to sit 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 on this a little bit more I'd buy a few bits of new equipment as in uh, an iMac maybe I'd buy that really expensive podcasting microphone because I just think it looks cool and all the pros have got it. And I just don't think I want to splash out. Is that four or five hundred quid now? I'm, I'm not. I, I mean, I, I don't need to splash out that money right now. That's what I'd get. But again, like I'm not really, I'm not particularly mater- materialistic. So I definitely spend money on something that's going to free up my time and more experiences and better commu- better, better connection with people. That's 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 my answer right now. So I think that's that for the day. I need to get ready to go out. Surprise, surprise. I've got a full day of stuff to do. I'm really excited. Bit of work. I was going to go to gymnastics tonight, which I'm gutted to miss because it's a massive soft play, like just a playground for adults. But it seems that kind of I've not really focused on inviting people and stuff and it seems that I'd probably be on my own there so because I'll have my my deep tissue therapy whatever you want to call it massage thing today I'm gonna let my body recover and see a friend instead at night time when I finish work but yeah that's that go and answer this question what you do without money being an obstacle the link's gonna be in the show notes and please do follow or subscribe wherever you're listening and as I do say if you found any of this useful interesting whatever then please share this episode with one friend it would mean the world to me my friend thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you in advance very much and any questions you've got please send them to hello at erikahelsinki.com find me on instagram at erika underscore helsinki and i shall catch you next time look after yourself lots of love Uh, bye bye for now